0: Hey guys, welcome to another video. In today's theory video, fanfiction style, I want to go over an alternate ending that I have for the Season 3 of The Mandalorian. Now keep in mind this is a super loose ending, but ultimately much more interesting, entertaining, and in my opinion, better than what we got. Now, not to digress too much, but I do believe there was a different alternate ending to The Mandalorian Season 3, as well as an entire different direction that they had for the whole season in its entirety. However, it is my opinion that many people at Lucasfilm or Disney got their mitts into the mix, and there were too many cooks in the kitchen, so to speak. I feel like Jon Favreau's overall script was tampered with if we compare Season 1 and Season 2 to the more so lackluster Season 3. Anyways, here's my treatment. It's a super fun fiction y and fanservice-y treatment. Let me know what you think. Now, for me, Season 3 had no real threat. There weren't any scary antagonists to watch out for, and it didn't really progress in a linear fashion. It jumped around all over the place and really didn't make much use of Grogu whatsoever. Which begs the question, why did he return to Din in the first place, if not for viewership numbers? They reduced him to minimal scenes and just being goofy, even less so than he usually is portrayed to be. But yes, of course, he was cute. And never mind the Lizzo episode at episode 6 with only two left to go. But the fact that so many things felt off pace, some rushed, some not, Bo-Katan getting the Darksaber the way she did was very lame and forgettable. I mean, oh yeah, you know, she got it back because she saved in from the robot reptile guy thing on Mandalore. Well, why didn't he just tell her it was rightfully hers way back after that episode at the beginning of the season, instead of waiting all this time? Anyways, the season had its flaws, and I think there were perhaps more cooks in the writing room kitchen than strictly Jon Favreau's vision, but I could be wrong. So my version would be that at the end of Mando season 2, Grogu of course left with Luke Skywalker and R2-D2 as we saw. Beautiful moment, extremely emotional, and a lot of us loved it. Now as we know, and as it happened, Grogu returned to Din after a couple of episodes of him with Luke in the Book of Boba Fett show. I think what would have worked better was if Grogu stayed with Luke, and when the time of the Mandalorian season finale came, Grogu felt something wrong with Din and the Force once he was captured by Moff Gideon, as the events played out the way they would have basically the entire season, just without Grogu there. And really that's not changing too much because Grogu didn't really have much of an impact in the episodes anyways. And the ones where he did have a bit of an impact, we can just sidestep and change a few scripts around. So Luke, Grogu, and R2 get in the X-Wing and fly over to Mandalore as per Grogu's wishes. He's been training with Luke for two years now, as Jon Favreau said, which I'm still confused about, but hey, anyways. So he's much stronger now and very in tuned with the Force. So he feels Din is in trouble and he goes out to see him. Or we can say they contacted someone else on Mandalore and found out that Din is in trouble. So they head to Mandalore, break Din out, until they come across the Hall of Clones. It's Din, Grogu, and Luke looking at these back to tanks. All the while Bo-Katan fights the Stormtroopers in Beskar armor with the other Mandalorians, Siege of Mandalore style, on their jetpacks in the air. The clones aren't Moff Gideon, but rather they are clones of one of two things. Either an old Jedi that was reproduced and recloned from the time of the prequel trilogy, or they're clones of Darth Maul. Heck, if we can create force-sensitive clones now, which is something that could never be done, then why not go all out? And this, of course, isn't just a fan y thing all that much, as we find out that Moff Gideon is a Darth Maul loyalist. I mean, look, if we can't figure it out from the clues all throughout the show, the horns, double-bladed staff, his red and black armor, just absolute dead giveaway. At least, I think. So all these force-sensitive Darth Mauls come alive, and Luke has to fight them. This would be a major nod to George Lucas's original plans for the sequel trilogy where he was creating a world after the return of the Jedi in which a massive vacuum was placed in the galaxy and I went over this in its own video it was about 20 something minutes long and this is all documented I provide all the receipts as to George saying this just a few years ago in an interview with Paul Duncan you can go check that video out in your spare time But essentially, in George's sequel trilogy treatment that he was going to go with, because he had several ones, but this is the one he landed on, was that Luke was rebuilding the Jedi Order, and Darth Maul returns to train Darth Talon. Things would have gotten absolutely hairy, would have been insane, Leia becomes eventually a prominent figure in the story, and Han Solo isn't a deadbeat dad. I think having Darth Maul clones would have been a really nice nod to this. Because a lot of us would have wanted to see what that would have been like, regardless. And this way, you know, we can at least get a little bit of it while not affecting the cannon. And keep in mind, this isn't the real Darth Maul. The real Darth Maul would have held up a much better fight against a Luke Skywalker, I believe. So while Luke fights Maul, Mando helps Bo fight Moff Gideon, and the Praetorian guards come and enter the fight. It's an all-out war while Mandalorians fly overhead with the stormtroopers and newly upgraded Dark Troopers with them. Now in addition, I would love to see some bounty hunters as well working for the Empire, flying in there to make it really difficult for the Mandalorians. This is where Boba, Fennec, and Black Kersantan show up to blast them in the Slave One. While the Mythosaur gets angry at all the seismic charges being dropped and rises to absolutely destroy the area around them, Rogu and Luke eventually, after the fight, use their powers to tame the beast for the moment, and Bo rides it, becoming the supreme ruler of Mandalore as the enemies are defeated. Very fan y, very fan service y, but ultimately better and more exciting than what we got, in my opinion. I think John Favreau and Dave Filoni could have come up with a much better story, of course, than this. But I think this would have been pretty fun to see. Oh, and of course the Darksaber isn't destroyed. Mandalore is back to where it was before the Empire's purge. So then we get some scenes with each character. Grogu goes back with Din, continuing their story in The Mandalorian Season 4, perhaps finishing on Navarro where they have their new home. Then we see Luke going to meet Han Solo as the Millennium Falcon lands down and we are introduced to little Ben Solo, who's about five years old. Nodding to this journey of Luke and Ben and their relationship going forwards. Maybe we'll see them later. Maybe we won't. Boba goes off in the Slave One with his crew, Fennec Shand, and Black Crescenton off on an adventure. Bo-Katan lights the torch and leads Mandalore, just as she did in the original season 3 ending. Everyone goes off to their own story, to be met up with again in Dave Filoni's movie, and perhaps even the Ahsoka show coming up. I think this would have been really fun, and I would have loved to have seen something action-packed like this. Fans oversee sure, but you know what? That's Star Wars. It was pretty cool. Let me know what you think. Overall for season three, I just don't think it was really written all that well. I don't think it was written with the same sort of prestige and creativity that season one and season two displayed. And I'm not really sure as to the reason for this. Maybe they wanted to set up the story of Mando and Grogu being together this whole time, or perhaps sort of resetting the Mandalorian, as I like to think, with him just going after bounties again. Because ultimately that really is now the story. He's going to just go after bounties, And he's going to think that he's scotch-free, you know, he's safe, nobody is after him. When we all know, of course, Thrawn is coming, First Order's coming, Snoke's coming. And I think Moff Gideon's probably still out there, you know, the real version of him. I think the one that died was just a clone. And if he's not, if he's really dead, then, well, hey, we got a lot of other antagonists ready to roll. So, I would like to see, of course, Boba Fett make his return properly this time in one of the shows, as I don't think they did a really great job of him in the book of Boba Fett, but then in The Mandalorian Season 2, I think they portrayed him really well. Stoic, calm, ice-cold, and just overall epic. I think that's the Boba Fett we were all expecting. Let me know what you think about my fan y fan-servicey ending to The Mandalorian Season 3, and how would you write it, or how would you want it to be seen? Thanks so much for watching my video today. I'll see you all in the next one. Until then, remember the Force will be with you always.